Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 489 with comedian, performer, actor Blair Postman. I hope everyone is doing very well indeed as we shuffle into fall. I want to remind everybody that SF Sketchfest is back on for January into February. You can visit sfsketchfest.com for details, reminders. Almost all of the shows that we had programmed for last year are returning. So excited about that. So I would encourage you to check it out because tickets are on sale now. Hope to see some of you there. Well, thanks for bearing with me. Um, And by the way, while I'm at it, thanks for bearing with us at Sketchfest for not getting to turn 20 like several years in a row because I know you're going to be doing your one person show there. You know, that was just, (laughs) it was, you know, kind of a bummer, but it was just like in a sea of bummer. Yeah, well said. So it wasn't even, I mean... I don't, not that it wasn't important. It's very important, but it's also like we sadly became resigned, yeah. you know, that we were going to have another winter yeah. of not that much yeah. fun. Yeah. And now it's a, it's a, it's so. an interesting blip. Well, it's more than a blip. It's a, a big blip, but it's, it is interesting that it, that when I think about, like, when I review the last 365 days, I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, there's a lot that felt kind of normal. Yeah. And then I realized there's this giant blank spot where a bunch of stuff, including my festival, should be. And I'm like, oh, yeah. What was going on there? That's not that was not a normal year at all. It's but it it was like normal. It was normal for more of it. It was normal. And so it felt I'm here for all the great new vocabulary words. Uh, Me too. um, Me too. Um, but yeah, it was, it's more, it was more normal. And I think we kind of knew we were going to come out of that. Like we knew we weren't in it. I can never decide with my computer if I see better with my glasses on or off. Oh, we're taking them off. Okay. Um, taking them off. And, um, but I think we kind of like knew like this really sucks, but we're pretty sure by mid to late February, early March, we're, we get to yeah. do things again, we think. No, it's true. Probably. You're absolutely right. It felt like it had a it had an end date to it, which was ironic and sad when it came to the festival because it was like, oh, this is like this You're sliver. like, we're so close. Yeah, this just tempting so close. sliver. I made my airplane reservations yeah. uh, a couple few uh, days ago. Oh, for, for this, uh, the upcoming friends. one? Nice. For yeah. Excellent. I always fly Southwest for comedy uh-huh. yes. because they are very yes. easy uh, to deal with, uh, changing things around. And uh, we have some friends out there. So now we get to Excellent. see them. And, you know, Excellent. Yeah. Southwest is like, and I, we don't have to have this. Uh, this. We don't have to do a dual stand up show, since, especially since I don't do stand up where we talk about Southwest. That being said, they're both the best and the most vulnerable to changes like flying out of Oakland it's like oh my god there's a flight every hour which is great and then you're like oh my god they cancel every other one and it's not their fault it's like air traffic control is like I'm sorry you can't take off like you're gonna have to wait you can't yeah I now live in Baltimore which is it's a whole other thing but BWI over here is like one of their big hubs too so it's very convenient but yes if they're if there something goes wrong yeah I mean 
I don't know where else I'm going to like get another yeah. flight like that day. It's, to get they've got you. Sideways. They've got you. Uh, which even though yeah. like, you know, there's so many areas that are kind of close to each other. Like if you're on the West Coast, you take for granted that the East Coast is like, oh, please, don't you have like four airports that are equidistant from you? Can't you just like go to, <laughs> you know, Jersey, New York, well, New I York? Can, like, I, can, yeah. I could go. I mean, D.C. is just I mean, I could go to, you know, national yeah. or whatever, but it's just, that's, you know, that's a th- it's a whole thing. Um, listen, thing. unfortunately, you did just say you're from Baltimore, and there's been a lot of news. In the, I'm oh, not well, from sorry, Baltimore. I'm so sorry. That you just I moved, just moved to, Baltimore. to Baltimore. And I'm desperately trying to fit in. I moved to Louisville. Okay, Italy, okay. And uh, I have an 86-year-old neighbor who's, like, legit Italian. Like, And there's the old ladies still live in this yeah. you know, neighborhood, yeah. some of them. And I'm just trying for them to, like, I don't want to get on their bad side. <laughs> That's, you know. Right. That's my that's my Baltimore like yeah. our first uh-huh. year here. I'm just trying not to piss off. These I think Italian that's a ladies. good rule of thumb. I think that's a good rule of thumb. It's something that someone else might overlook, not realizing that a lot of their life might be affected by the oh, the ladies who own the neighborhood. I am half Italian from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm New Jersey Italian. Um and and uh, or at least half. And uh, no, I I get it immediately. Yeah. Um, like they seem really sweet, but also I'm scared. Of, but just like scared, of, like an appropriate amount right. of fear. I think. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. that's exactly like, right. I'm not terrified. No, no, we talk all yep. the time. But I also know I am not mm-hmm. in charge. <laughs> I think it's all, which is unusual for me. Makes sense. Wait, so what took you guys to Baltimore? Uh, COVID. Um, yeah. We so my day job is based in D.C. Got it. And it went all remote for a long time, and even now we're only going to have to be unremote, let's say 20%, 30%. And uh, I did a lot of things in my 20s, 30s, early 40s that were really interesting. I have some fun stories, but none of it involves saving any money. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> I thought it would be nice to own a place like actually downtown yeah. somewhere before I died. Yeah. And uh, DC housing market. I don't know that it's San Francisco, but it's right I'm up sure there. it's got to be right up there. And I'm it's sure. went even crazier. And yeah. it's like, I don't want to spend a, not, not that I could get it, but I don't want to take out a million dollar yeah. mortgage for a, a fixer upper yeah. that's like 20 miles out of town where I have nothing to do. 100%. So uh, Baltimore, I'm right in the heart of the, all the stuff. And it's like, 20 percent of the price that comes with its uh, own set of you know yeah quirks yeah but um we we love it it's a lot of fun we used to come up here a lot it's only about 40 minutes depending you know from the dc area and uh we used to come up here a lot to eat and go out and do stuff so it's it's a fun place and it's closer to new york to go do comedy so for sure for sure i brought that up because they're just that like if if you are a person who follows, you know, crime and wrongful convictions, Baltimore comes up a lot. And, oh, you know, yes. I, yes. Week, I feel like I, I've been like on floating on a cloud for the last uh, week. Because you of, know, I uh, I listened to the as required by law. I listened to the podcast, you know, when it first came out yeah. years ago. And then I think I watched the HBO. The Amy Bird. P- uh, yeah. Um, and that's been a few years too yep. and i was just um surprised because i feel like right around when that hbo um the uh, uh, miniseries or whatever you want to call it came out they um he had kind of 
they were at a dead end. I feel like they had lost their yeah. last appeal or yeah. something. Like, you seem he like you are more ex- of yeah. an expert. I'm sure you could tell me. Oh uh, yeah, the, yeah. First of all, we do not have to talk about this, but I am a little bit of a wonk on this. Uh, but yeah, uh, so, I'm all about ADHD rabbit holes and whatever oh, your good. rabbit hole is. It's just, I know. I'm, whatever your passion I'm all about, is. It's, it's like the it. podcast is only that. So I that's how I knew immediately. I was like, oh, she's gonna do just fine because we will probably have <laughs> 18 open conversations that people are gonna be like. That feels unresolved to me. Uh, there was eight questions out there that were pretty important. We'll be fine, we but nobody else will enjoy it. That's Sorry, right. I apologize. That's right. We've earned this. We've earned this. Um, no, but yeah, so he, so his conviction was overturned and then it was held back up again on appeal yes. for like a, a technicality. And, you know, there was dissenting opinion that was very carefully written and was the only opinion that made sense and the other opinions were garbage. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like... You know, and they had they had petitioned to be heard by the Supreme Court of the United States, which is really hard next to impossible to achieve. And so um, they really needed I mean, they would have kept fighting with every tool they had. But the fact that Marilyn Mosby's uh, office came Mm -hmm. in and really was paying strong attention to um, making sure that that convictions were sound and that they're the wrongful convictions and um, and, you know, prioritizing, as she put it, um, like ju- like justice over incarceration kind of thing. Right. Um, right. And and they they started investigating the case and then that office, you know, was able to talk to the defense and the defense was like, "Oh, and by the way, here's this, this and this." And they were like, "Oh, shit." Um yeah, yeah so so he's home and I nobody thinks they're going to I mean, we all think they're going to drop charges. Reprosecute? Him. No, yeah, I, I don't I think don't... they're going to. They they have nothing. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't think they're going to reprosecute. No, they got no. Nothing. Well, and I remember and now you will tell me what I have wrong here. Um, but the because it's been a long time. But the I remember there was a lot of weird cell phone tower like pinging stuff yep. with like, where is this call really coming from? And it was just also, I, I mean. I don't want to sound like the most naive person in the world, but when you would listen to him and look, I know narcissists, I know narcissists up close, uh-huh. but he Honestly, he just didn't strike me as that. And that is not the reason there was so much. There was all this evidence and weird stuff and stuff. They didn't investigate it. And then also, in addition, cherry on top. This guy just doesn't seem like a narcissist, although the best probably don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I know. I know. I mean, listen, I've been donating a fair bit of money. That's all I can claim other than just like supporting Rabia Chowdhury and, and, you know, like weaseling my way into her life as many of us have but because she's a hero <laughs> of mine. So listen, if you have a podcast and you can get your hero to come on it, then that's a great way to get to know them because now I know all about her teen years and so does everyone. Well, if you ever come to it. Baltimore, we got a, 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 a nice uh, you know guest room. I'm it's telling you, I want to meet these ladies. I want to meet these ladies you live next door to. I want to get the whole sense of it all. Yeah. I would are... love to go to Baltimore. I've never been there. And I almost was going to go there for a con, uh, like a Comic-Con appearance. And then yep. and then that conflicted Everything. with something else. And, and, you know, I have like, I feel like when you've talked to enough people who are both like the, the, the sort of have that David Simon-esque passion for the city. Like, I love Baltimore, but Baltimore is so fucked up, but I love it. Yeah. Like, we're showing yeah. up for it because we love it. We're not writing it off. Um, that's we, very we infectious. Like, you feel and, that, and, you know? I don't want to act like the queen of Baltimore. I got here in mid-December. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just, but we used to, I, there's just an energy about it. It's like very, it's 
to me, it is friendlier than, say, sorry, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. or what have you. I grew yeah. up in very northeastern New Jersey, just over the George Washington, north of the George Washington Bridge. From okay. Like, 10 miles, but six and a half hours if you're in traffic oh, from God, yeah. from uh, Manhattan. And the um, there's a little bit of more of the uh, like kind of realness sort of to it. But also um, it's it's less pretentious. It's <laughs> a lot, but um, <laughs> but maybe, you know, whether or not it wants to be. But the um, you know, when you drive around and you see, you know, a lot of people see all the abandoned dilapidated houses and there's a lot of safety issues around that but also you can also see how beautiful mm. you know what i mean yeah. they can be and are in their way yeah um and i don't know everything that's happened in this city versus others but it has much more of a personality i mean dc by construct is sort of you know i lived in around dc for the better part of 20 years I lived also like in New York and Chicago and and stuff in between there but mostly in DC for about 20 adult years and um it's just you know people come in and out a lot for mm-hmm. government jobs yep. or with administrations there's a lot that's related to that it's only in the last I'd say 10 years or so that to me it's become less of just a company town um, with like, and I loved that company town. I loved the nerd, like, like, well, here's a guy at the bar and he's, you know, you might think he seems nerdy, but he's a head NASA scientist or whatever. Sure. Or something that somebody more knowledgeable would be. Would know. <laughs> um, and as a former lawyer, I will just say like though too many, too many lawyers um but the company um, town i mean i think you're right it's like dc friends of mine who are like a hundred percent they're like honestly it might be worse than la and i'm like that's saying a lot it is which i do love yeah power without right power for a lot of people who spent this actually ties into your podcast general theme. Po- you know, a lot of people who maybe weren't very popular in high school mm. uh, or junior high, um, you know, and didn't get out a lot because they were studying or doing what, you know, something else like that, um, you know, suddenly have power. That's got to take that's got to take a toll. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Were you uh, what was your high school like in northern northeastern New Jersey? Was it a uh, big, small it was very, it was a public high school, but very small. Hmm. So um, New Jersey, and I come from a family of teachers and professors. They, um, y- you had these really little, little towns all outside New York City. So you could see the bridge almost yeah. and um, see the Hudson almost, you know, it's probably three miles. I'm making gestures as uh-huh. if I'm there, but three <laughs> miles in from like the Hudson. So you're right outside the biggest metropolis of you know, in the world. And this is the 70s and 80s we're talking. But you're in these little towns. And so it's a very it's a weird dichotomy. And so I went to a regional high school, um, Northern Valley Regional High School at Demarest. There were two uh, high schools in Northern Valley. The other was Northern Valley Regional High School, Old Japan, uh, where a young man named Cory Booker Uh uh, went to high school and graduated a year older, uh, a year ahead of me, though I didn't know him and I didn't go, you know, I didn't get out a lot. Um, And um, they were very, there's probably like 240 maybe kids in my class. Mm -hmm. So not the tiniest like kind of farm town small, but pretty small. Yeah. And um, very, you know, was always written up in some, 
magazine of being one of the best public schools. Oh, okay. And this and that nice. and whatever. And they paid, you know, well, when you pay your teachers well, you actually get people who can afford to be teachers who yeah. are talented. Yeah. You know. So it's a school district that gets it, in other words. Like if there's if there's Yeah, mostly because key. Mostly because their parents I mean, my family was fine, but we weren't like on the rich side of town. There were some very, especially the other two towns who went to my school. They were, uh, and it still is a very well-to-do place. It is very expensive to buy a house. It it didn't used to be like this, but it is now astronomically expensive Mm -hmm. to buy a house there. Um, It's, uh, they, New Jersey largely funds public schools from property taxes, therefore, that you know the property taxes are more because the value is higher, et cetera, and so on. And so you have, and there's fewer people there because there's people living in big houses sure. more than than say big apartment buildings and yada yada yada. You got more money per kid, and um, but you know I just really um, I wasn't um, the most popular. I did a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and I had a few pe- friends couple friends who were very popular uh-huh. but did not invite me knew better than to invite me to certain huh. uh events shall we say so i was you, more like okay. their alibi while they uh-huh. were out oh like, boy doing things that made for good stories that's so specific and like heart tugging in such a great way um like i immediately scanned through my mind and was like was i that for anyone did i have anyone like that like sort of trying to think if i could because it feels familiar but like I but I can't you know, it's not like I was in a group of popular girls who would have an alibi friend at all. Well, you've had like 7000 guests. It's probably come up it's, I'm now. It's now I've taken on other guest memories. So right. now I'm like, just, well, I remember when I was like in a, private Catholic school. Wait, hold on. That was a me. sponge. Yeah. And we had that. We had, you know, my high school senior boyfriend was going to the Catholic high school and um you know, I went into high school. I had worn a back brace for scoliosis, like from literally like the week before I started junior high mm. to um, I was still wearing it in high school, but I got just enough hours out of it each day oh, that I yeah. could. I, I would take it off in the morning, go to high school so I could wear real jeans, not with a yes. last, not with elastic waistbands, yeah. real jeans with snaps Damn and right. stuff. And um, and then immediately would have to put it back on when I get home. I, I would make a different choice now. Yeah. Um, I would say, I don't care what you guys think, how what you think of my appearance. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be relaxing and sleeping, not in this. Yeah. So I went in with a lot of um, I was a very confident grammar schooler and went in and had all that kind of all the basic kind of stuff that I wouldn't have called bullying. But in retrospect, I'm like, oh, no, no, that was that's what that was um, with yeah. my uh, back brace and my palette widener yeah. Um, yeah. wearing all at once. You know, it's like a John Hughes movie kind of vibe. Yeah. And uh, and then when I got to high school, I just felt like, you know, uh, I, I think it never it it felt like I was still wearing that back brace a lot of the time. Well so, you know, uh, and so I feel like um, I was trying to kind of catch up to my friends yeah. who had been cute. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, but, I totally. I so I, and I was also very afraid of getting into trouble. 
Okay. All right. Did you have siblings who, did you say you had who were like- two brothers. Were older they good brother, kids? Or younger they... brother. Uh, they're public school teachers now. Uh, let's see, what shall we say? <laughs> um, they, uh, what's a good kid? Um, uh-huh. No, they got in fuck tons. They got in a fuck ton of trouble, okay. both of them at either side of me. <laughs> and so I saw, especially with my older brother, I'm like, oh, I don't want a piece of that. Yep. I'm going to just, all I have to do is be perfect. That's all. It's not a, it's no, no problem. All you got to do is follow every rule, including the ones that you don't know are rules and everything will be fine forever. Blair, I hear you (laughs) and I feel you. And so so it sounds to me from what you're saying that it was more placed on yourself rather than your parents making you feel that way. No, no. I'm sorry. Did I give you that impression? Okay. So they definitely were. You and your parents were both expecting perfection. Got it. Oh, yeah. You uh-huh. know, I started to write this joke, which is that it was like you know, my 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 father always expected me uh, to do everything uh, perfectly. It's, this is not a finished joke, America. This is fresh. Yeah, America, this is very Take fresh. It easy on her. Jesus Christ! Come on. Um, but you know, expecting me to do everything. Perfectly, you know, but was he overly demanding or did he just believe in me? And um, so in some ways, I seem much less responsible, uh, you know, after age, say, 40, you know, when I gave up trying to be perfect and became a lot less scared of making Mm. mistakes than than I was back then. Yet back then, me may have been very scared for right now, me. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. And now, a live reading from Rachel's Poetry Corner. Elephants Theremin's Clifton, Neopets Poorstrips Jepson, Pine Smell Jellybeans Goalie Goals, Skittles Squirrels and the Mole, Celery Chopsticks Pumpernickel, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell, Lullabies Tie-Dye The More You Know, all of these things on our wonderful show. All these things and more wait for you on Wonderful every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Your one-person show, which is Lady ADHD, right? I'm mm-hmm. saying it right. Yes. Uh, I was like, I know I know it, but all of a sudden, you know, when you um, don't have something in front of you because you're like, yeah. I'm a pro and we, I know this show because I've seen this show in our lineup. and notes? Brought the, we're bringing the show. And then all of a sudden I freak out and worry that I'm wrong. Um, but uh, how, so and so just tell folks how much that like sort of calls back to your youth. Um, An enormous yeah. amount. And, and, and so so um, I was I uh, came of age in, in the 70s and 80s. I graduated high school from 88 in 1988. Yes, I am. I'm very Gen X. Um, and I we didn't have ADHD like it wasn't yeah. a, a, it wasn't something being kicked around. Sure. And I, um, I this isn't in the show, but something I've kind of distilled in my head in the writing and putting this show together is that, you know, when you were an ADHD kid, probably still now, but certainly back then you had a few choices. You could be a total disruptive bad kid. Yeah. Right. That was choice number one. Sure. You could be the kind of ADHD where you're hyperactive in your head, but you're quiet. And that's 
we could talk about all kinds of sociology about why this is true, but um, females, female identifying kids would get um, uh, more likely to be that type. And so they were just considered like space cadets. Yep. Yep. Or um, like I started reading when I was like two years old. So I clearly wasn't just dumb. But when I didn't focus on certain when I would get an A this semester and a C that semester, that just meant I was a lazy right, person. And right, that and right, when you're right. lazy, that means you're a bad person right. because you just don't you refuse to care. It is a conscious choice. You are respectful to others. Disrespectful. Yeah. You refuse to care. And which is really uh, difficult to swallow when you are trying very hard to be perfect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really was trying uh-huh. much too hard <laughs> to be perfect. And so I, um, I, I really didn't put everything together until uh, I didn't pay attention to my ADHD probably until my early 40s. Um, for mostly because even when I got a diagnosis in my 30s, they didn't have all the good drugs that they have uh-huh. now that actually kind of work. Right. But um, they also there was just everyone told you that, you know, it was bullshit right. and that there, it wasn't a real thing. Right. And so um, I because I guess internalized desperately needing everybody to think I was doing the right thing. I just didn't really pay attention to it, which was a mistake. Mm. Um, and I think when I was um, I look back now. And I see a very um, a smart, creative kid who also wanted to have fun and liked learning, but definitely liked the things that she liked, mm-hmm. um, who kind of got broken, honestly, for a while by trying to fit into this mold of the I was in all non-traditional open classrooms uh, in through grammar schools through fifth grade. There's a lot of self-paced learning. Mm. There's a lot of sitting on the floor in big circles, sharing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no nailed down desks. You got to move them around. Um, and then when I got into the environment, junior high and the rest of life, mm-hmm. where <laughs> the desks were definitely nailed down. <laughs> and, you know, my math teacher really cared how I do you remember having to cover your books? like with paper. Bags. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Super cared would take time out of the class oh, to boy. go around and inspect the the uh, how well your book was covered, oh, which was not my forte. Yeah. And I like suddenly I'm in that world. I'm like, where how did this happen? How did I become like irresponsible and like yeah. sloppy? And so I just very much tried to um, not be those things. It it but and I wound up doing well in high school, but everyone always telling you how much better you should have done. <sighs> and I did a lot of activity. You know, I was yeah. editor in chief of the newspaper. Oh, and you were okay. Captain of the cheerleader squad. And, oh, but we dang. weren't very good cheerleaders. That's why. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, with the second highest GPA of every any varsity team, though. So that's the kind of school. It was. And so we, you know, there was all I did all this stuff in Excel, but it was always with this hue of like, wow, you got in these good schools and whatever. But imagine what you could have done. That kind of it, oh, I, I am. Con- ah, that is it tough, is, no, it's man. no, it's tough. And it's it's it, and then at the same time, I had this great impulse to have fun. Right. Right. Sure. <laughs> you know, fun. Yeah. And so I really and when I was a little kid, I mean, it wasn't everybody's kind of fun, but I was 
I was fun. I would have, you know, like a lot of ADHD people, I would get excited and have a lot of energy. And I'm sure that sometimes annoyed adults, but I was having good time. And for all these years, I realized in retrospect, I basically had repressed this entire Mm. fun, loving, creative part of myself so I could go be a lawyer, Mm. Um, which I only did very briefly. Uh Um, Still, just to get to the point where you even did it, period, and what you have to go through to get to the point where you can briefly be one is a huge deal. Well, yeah. And when I have, you know, people, it's a common misconception that people with ADHD brains can't focus on anything, right? But that's not accurate. Yeah. We uh, we can't focus on things because of our brain chemistry just because we're supposed to. Right. Like to not like fail a class or right. do keep from getting divorced because you're so annoying. Uh-huh. Um, and um, but when we find something either very interesting, whatever that happens to mean to us, or also if it's urgent or novel or sometimes if it's competitive, mm-hmm. That release the the brain chemistry works to release the dopamine so that you can really hyper focus. Yes. So I did fucking awful my first year of law school. I was like, I don't know, was I last in the class? Probably. Hmm. And the people, if there was someone below me, they left before graduating. Yeah. And then it was a very small law school. And I realized nobody thought I could do it. People seemed to think I was stupid, hmm. which, by the way, I did not like. And then, uh, just to like prove a point. I did very well and took and passed a couple of bar exams. And then I'm like, okay, I proved I could do it. I don't want to do this. Right. <laughs> it was a very expensive experiment. Oh, God. I mean, was that, what, was it as simple as this is a very respected vocation that everyone thinks of as being hard to do that drew you to being a lawyer? Or were there aspirations that were more on the side of like, I'd like to be a trial lawyer, you know, I'm a performer um, at heart or. I think if I could have been, a, I, I I probably would have liked being what the TV version of a trial lawyer was. <laughs> but there's actually like a lot of reading of very yeah. small print footnotes. Oh, God, it's yeah. not, you know, but the, uh, no, I was told that I was very talkative. Hello. And I have, <laughs> um, you know, I was, I was, um, I now in respect, prospect see that I was outwardly hyperactive, whereas most ADHD females, yep. girls mm-hmm. were not. They And I didn't like bounce off the walls or punch people or whatever, because I've been socialized as a girl. But I will talk in the middle of class and like I have a I have a thought about what you're saying, teacher. And it wasn't like I was telling them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, sure. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? I think Henry the Eighth. I yeah. had clearly done the reading. Yes. You know, so it, I um, people would teachers. You, you should be a lawyer. My father really wanted me to be a lawyer. Hmm. You know, all these. But you, this is what you do. And I didn't know what I wanted to do because actually I did know what I wanted to do since I was six or seven years old, I wanted to be a performer or a singer or a something. I didn't know at six. That's what I wanted to do. But I was told my entire life that that was a terrible idea that would bring me nothing but misery, that it basically would mean that I was stupid if I did it because smart people don't go into show business. You know that, right, Janet? I do. Smart people don't go into show business. Yeah, that's right. Um, And uh, there's no smart people here. Uh And and it's also lazy because nothing is easier than being in show business. I know. I mean, I mean, it's just such an easy, yeah. lazy man's <laughs> way to go. And so oh, uh, I basically made myself go to law school. I'm like, well, I'm going to need one of these 
I mean, I'm not saying I thought this all out explicitly, but I think it came down to basically learning. Well, if I can't do this stuff that clearly I'm I'm always drawn to and even on my regular day jobs swirled closer and closer and closer to being a performer until I finally did it because mm. I had no choice. But um, they I, I I'm like, OK, lawyer, I guess. All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Lawyer. Lawyer. The the best thing I ever did before I had my come to Jesus with myself, and maybe I've had several, but um was when it was decided I was going to law school. Uh when I was in college, I had been a poli sci major and I had almost finished my coursework by sophomore year, middle of sophomore year. And I took a philosophy of religion class. And then I'm like, guess what? I'm changing majors. But I didn't get a bunch of pushback because everyone's like, it doesn't matter because you're going to law school. You can do whatever you want. And Mm -hmm. it was fascinating and I loved it. And that was, um, you know, if you had given me a magic wand back then, I might have gone to, I don't know, grad school in philosophy or something. Don't ask me any questions. I don't remember most (laughs) of it now. Fair. Lots of things have erased. I'm 52. Like, you know, the law school, like, erased a lot of stuff. Um, But that um, I I just... um, which spent so much time trying to be something, not even trying to be something I wasn't as much as denying the mm. something that I was supposed to be, yeah. or at least try, yeah, at least try to be. Yeah. So you're so Did we well, I love how we didn't even start. You didn't even say, hey, Blair. That's right. We're going to record. We're ro- now. We roll into it before you even know right. we've been talking. And now we're in. What is it? <laughs> what has it been? It's been 30. You know. It's been like 30. I think it's been like yeah. 30. Okay. That's how that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Um, so you can interrupt me at any time, by the way, because I know who I am. So you can interrupt <laughs> me. You won't offend me if you interrupt me. Well, I'm just wondering how, like, because you said that you were drawn to performing and, it, and you were doing a lot of activities at school, you list, you know, you gave me cheerleading, which is very performative. Um, eh. I mean, I guess I, I, I assume I mean, yeah, but it wasn't. But sure. you're, but it certainly was not yes. like doing. Sure, you were in front of doing, people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, editor in chief of the paper, um, certainly like is a community, like the community of putting the paper together, and like you ended up yep. as kind of the the student boss of all that. Did you did you do plays? Did you get have no. time to? So and that was I a thing that not never made it on the list. I was. I know, it's this is gonna sound unbelievable because I have. Um, the speaking voice of a demon. Uh-huh. But I, for a person who's gotten almost no training in singing, I can sing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but I am like an alto and I would sing in in junior high and we would have these reviews. But I was wearing that back brace and so I couldn't dance. So I wouldn't get like the yeah. big. I mean, I could dance, but no one. It was, you know, yeah. it wasn't great. And um it was hard to move in certain ways. Sure. And um, and I loved to sing and I was in freshman chorus and then that was boring and I quit and I wanted to boring. And then I, I loved seeing the musicals. I loved our school musicals, but I was like, well, but I'm not. I was told that if I wanted to be an actress, that that was uh, a terrible thing right. to want to be and a real waste of everything I had been given. Yeah. And so it, I was absolutely not encouraged, less discouraged from even beginning to have the thought or the idea of pursuing right. something like right. that. And so did your parents have that like 
did they like watching TV? Did they were they or or, or did that kind of disdain sort of begin and end with like my daughter's not going to do that? But quick, such and such is on. Let's all watch it. And like this is entertainment and we appreciate it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like we that kinda, dichotomy we're, can exist. We were kind of free range when uh-huh. it came to like uh, TV and stuff. We um, we didn't like all sit down and watch TV. Yeah. Like my brothers and I would, but. Um, you know, my mom was a teacher. My dad was a professor and he would, you know, had night classes and stuff. And mm-hmm. he would he would um, it wasn't a disdain. It's just that I honestly I thought they I think they thought I could really do it. And they found it scary and also that it wouldn't reflect. He they just had their idea. My father in particular had an idea of what they thought I should be and then what would be the reflective glory of that mm-hmm, <laughs> and this was not it um or and you know there might be another, a lot of other reasons for that too beyond it was I don't think it was all just out of pure you know um like, like acting schmacting this isn't dignified right 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 like what is your what um, did your dad teach um mathematics and education oh, okay okay but he's a very gregarious person um he's much older now uh and um he, he was a he's a, a, a someone who could speak to a group of people extemporaneously and, and be uh, relatively charismatic and such but um but no this was a big no this was a big no no yeah. no one's going to be a performer and yeah. it, i don't know it was a really definitely not uh, sharing this um uh, you know in public um you know on uh, facebook it has to only go on instagram where they don't go when uh-huh. I, when this comes out. <laughs> but no but the uh do. they um it, it was just i can't even tell you uh, i am clearly because i'm being completely inarticulate the amount of no fucking way yeah, um, yeah. that this was. And it wasn't because they were particularly prudish. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like we were in a, you know, some sort of, um, you know, old school Baptist family where dancing is a sin. It wasn't <laughs> like that. Right. It was just like, no, it, you won't be smart right. and you right. need to do something that shows that you're smart, right. probably because that's what they wanted yeah. reflected. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Or just fear. Just yeah. plain old fear. Yeah. Maybe. Which, yeah, no. you know, understood. And they didn't come from a, a world in which anybody did that kind of thing. Yeah. What were your kind of escapes? You know, you you had a boyfriend, at least senior year. So you had some, senior. you had a so, little action going on just senior year. Um, you were not necessarily going out with everybody. Maybe you would be the alibi um, where you were watching some TV with your brothers. Like what, oh, were, yeah. what were your, what were your thing? Like, I love comedy. You loved watching comedy. Love, I was not just comedy, watching. I mean, I everything. had. So you went to Catholic school. I right? did. I was joking when I said that. I was oh. saying I had taken on the memory of someone who oh. had done the podcast. Okay. Uh, that's I what everything was. you say to me as take is just uh-huh. exactly the truth. <laughs> it was, I'm, I made it really confusing. So you were, no, you were very convincing. Uh, that's why you're a great actress. Uh-huh. But the, um, the, <clears throat> so like uh, my older brother's maybe three years older than me, just older enough that, you know, I could get some trickle down material. Uh-huh. So like I would listen to, I had memorized George Carlin's class clown when I was in, I don't know, third grade. Yeah. I apparently it was lax enough that I was like freely listening to that record over and over. <laughs> right. And it's actually not that bad. I yeah. mean, but and Back I had day, to go to. Was like, he was yeah. Like, oh, la la. Yeah. And I had to go to uh, CCD, which is like Sunday school for Catholics. But you go on like Wednesday night. 
I don't know. That's just how they do it. And my mother, very Italian, very Catholic. Like we did all that. And maybe it was sixth grade. We were doing something, uh, learning about heaven, hell, purgatory, and limbo. And I'm the only one doing the CCD homework. Uh You know what I mean? Because I want to be perfect. I don't want to get in trouble. So, um, so the (laughs) that teacher was just someone's mom. Uh You know, it says, uh, you know, we're gonna learn about heaven, hell, purgatory, and limbo, and um, and they have a misguided trust in me because I like do my homework or whatever. And I said, oh, I have something about heaven, hell, purgatory and limbo. Can I can I bring it in next week? Sure. So I record, you know, like with the push down, I, yeah, I hold yeah. up the boom box oh, to, the, yes. to the record player. Yes. And I record that bit. I didn't, you know, no copyright. I didn't distribute it, but <laughs> record that bit. And um, and there's no swearing in it. It's actually pretty sweet. Um, and it's George Carlin talking about the difference, heaven, hell, purgatory, limbo. And uh, Ms. Flannery was very angry. And she then told me uh, she went to high, uh, excuse me, she went to grammar school with George Carlin and he was a very naughty little boy. Oh, my Lord. What an amazing coincidence. And so so because remember, like I actually got baptized um, in the same church in the parish where he went to okay, school. Okay, okay. My parents were at Columbia University All grad right. school. My father was in grad school there and we lived up there. So, you know, we're only, we're not far from it. So it's not like it that happened crazy. in the middle of gotcha. Oklahoma. Gotcha, But gotcha. still, yeah. it was not, he it was, was quite something. He was a naughty little boy. I feel like we can agree George Carlin would have absolutely loved this story. <laughs> oh, he would love this story. I mean, you know, I missed my opportunity yeah. to tell him. Do you know person, Kelly? But... Have you met Kelly Carlin, his daughter? Uh-uh, no. She's I've great. Seen the, I, She's out I, and around. I only know from, you yeah. know, the documentaries and stuff. Yeah, if if you're um, ever in the same place that I happen to be at the same time, I'd love to make that. Uh, oh, she would absolutely love that story. happy yeah. to make that. Happy to, and it has the benefit of being true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the... And the so I was listening to and I also love to sing. I love musicals. I love whatever. I watch comedies. I love things like this a little older, but like WKRP in Cincinnati or, you know, all the sitcoms. I love comedy. I would watch the Dick Van Dyke show. I would watch in rerun. You know, I would watch all that stuff. I loved TV. Mm-hmm. I could have opinions about in-depth opinions, you know, 70s and 80s, but not like. I didn't watch like soap operas, right. you know, I didn't watch like Dynasty. You're watching the I fun did, stuff. I, I mostly like the fun stuff and sometimes some other stuff. And I and we would go into the city to see musicals as class, you know, trips like a lot. Yeah. So I got to see a lot of Broadway musicals. I loved musical theater. I didn't perform in it. Right. I love musical theater and I love comedy. And I would li- we listened to the in the 70s and or very early 80s, Steve Martin. Um, uh, uh, albums and and Robin Williams and Richard Pryor and then we had we were one of the first people I knew um, who had cable mm-hmm. and HBO etc. Um, my father was a very early adopter with all kinds of techie things. Yeah. Um, and um, so HBO in the beginning, as much as it's into comedy now, it was so yes. heavily comedy back then. Yeah, because it was cheap to produce. Um, the first was it Robert Klein, I think, was the first um, mm-hmm. specifically created for HBO special. Yeah. I still remember that. I can't stop my leg. I can't my leg stop. I don't really remember <laughs> the entire bit, but 
we we would watch all of the specials. They would do air to air, uh, like wall to wall yeah. stand up specials and yeah. New Year's and just everything. Eddie Murphy. I could I used to sit there on the phone with my friend who then didn't want to relate or be friends with me. I can't imagine why <laughs> reciting all of the, not the not raw. The first yeah. Eddie Murphy special yeah. where he does the ice cream man and everything. And just every single <laughs> word, the timing. I think there's and this just occurs to me. I think there's something about timing and the uh, and the and the pitch of voice and yeah. the other things that you use in comedy when you when people are doing it well that has something to that says something musical yeah, about a hundred percent could not so, agree more it, for a person I, who loved music and I, that completely makes sense to me it, it, uh, it could have gone either way I'm glad you agree <laughs> no um but the uh and so there's I don't know if it's that I always have said people say they have photographic memories. I think I have an audiographic memory. Mm -hmm. I'm giving myself a little too much credit there, but, <laughs> you know, can sing back things or say things back or remember somebody's tone when they said it. And yeah. um, I just loved it. And I loved the wordplay and I loved laughing. I loved uh, for someone who didn't do. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. And it actually segues perfectly to get us into this MASH game where we create this alternate universe you uh, who has potential to have many experiences and opportunities uh, that we're going to create for you that maybe heretofore have gone unrealized. Like, for example, okay. uh, let's go ahead and, and put you in a musical. Let's put you. With, you, you, okay. you, you can do you. you got all the gifts. You got all the talent uh, roles. First of all, my only regret about this is that we're not using one of the little paper things I know. that you put you on know, your I know, I used to do those, but back in the day, I used to actually hand-hold my microphone, and it was too oh. hard to do with two. Yeah, so I just hard. have a little sheet that's a mash yeah, sheet. Yeah, no, I, 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 I trust you. But I do also love that. watched every mash. Okay, go ahead. Um, um, <laughs> this, okay, yeah, so three musicals um, that you would love to be in, and you don't even have to, if you know you're like, you'd, I'd like to be someone in it, but you don't even have to, you don't even want to have to pick the specific role, because there are so many great roles in it, you can just name the musicals but if you know specifically like yes i absolutely okay. be in this musical as this character these are gonna be kind of old school because i've sort of i've seen some good musicals in the last couple of years but yeah. i lived in coastal north carolina and stuff for a long time and i i missed some i feel like everything's but, being revived right now anyway so yeah i feel like you're golden. okay a number one since high school since my high school uh produced it and i was not in it and, and not in it like i didn't make it like didn't try out yeah. only went to see it yeah um i would say uh guys and dolls great um but 
you know, oh God, what is her name? In other words, just by wondering whether the wedding is on or off. That what's that character? No idea. What's her name? I don't know. I've I don't know if I've ever seen Guys and Dolls. I've done songs from them like when I I don't even care about the musical. Her part in the musical. That Uh, doll. Somebody's lament. That's all. Great. Okay. Somebody's lament. Okay. Two more musicals. Yeah. Um, I do not want to be in Cats. I'm going to mm-hmm. narrow this down mm-hmm. a little I bit. Like that. Um, um, gosh. Well, this is a departure for me, but I'm going to say Les Mis. Great. And of course, I think I, I think I, uh, I, 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 a lot of the, main lead female characters mm-hmm. didn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But the, who's the one who does the song about dying? You know, I'm going to die. In the, uh, is it Eponine? What's Eponine? Uh, I, I, Eponine. Should, I should tell you that I am not a huge fan of me. Like, I'm, okay. I enjoy musicals. You're doing this for I me. Have, You're trying to I'm be nice. I'm doing this for you. So, no, no, listen, this is your mash game. Uh, but I will never know the answers unless it's like okay. the music the man tick, or the Pirates one, of Penzance. I think I it's you. Eponine. Eponine. On okay. my own pretending. She's got the good song. Eponine. And I think that's it. Somebody will sorry, touch every, you and I know, tell me. Sorry, it. everyone whose hearts were I crushing. Know there's, I know there's. Particularly me screens. who can come up with zero names. And it's going to make you feel like I don't really love these things, but I do. No, we all um, we all I, draw blanks. I forget a lot of things, what a lot of people are called who yeah. I love. It's yeah. all right. It's all right. Um, it's all right. And then um, the Jennifer Hudson. I know that's from the movie, but the Dream Girls. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Great, great, great. I would also accept Rizzo, except yeah. the rest of the musical is terrible. But Rizzo is <laughs> it's great. a great role. It's a great role. Okay. Uh, next one is three television shows from any period in time that you would love to be a writer on mary tyler moore great show um you know i think i would have liked murphy brown back in the day yeah indeed i'm going i'm going back in the way back machine i love it seem to be having a lot of problems um it's a very on the spot game it's a bit of a torture um oh gosh well, i'm taking this so seriously it's also very love that stupid and you're not the only one um I, there's so many i'm trying to think i'm like mash got so serious um at the end i'm trying to think really straight up sitcoms let's just say cheers because you can't go wrong yes indeed wonderful love it okay let's do three foods that in this reality either you don't have access to because you had it one time really far away or it's just something that you can't eat a ton of without some ramification we're we're, we're stripping all of that bear we're removing right. all of uh, that the answer the to all three uh-huh. is ice cream that's right. the real answer but i will come up with two others for you beautiful um, I will also have these are very, you know, they're low brothers. I would also have unlimited pizza. Indeed. Me and too. Um, this is, you know, and, you know, like next day baked ziti like, but oh, it's cool hell and yeah. you've heated it up. Yes, indeed. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Beautiful list. Beautiful list. Uh, okay. Next one. All due respect to your wonderful current partner. Uh, this is sure. Nash. Crushes three people from any okay. era, any time, a book character, a cartoon character. It doesn't matter. You'd like to have some romantic or sexy times with three. Okay. These are very specific 
This is not like in general. Uh, these are very specific to these. the era. Great. Okay. Um. Uh. Uh. Bruce Willis in Moonlighting. I couldn't but agree only more. Bruce Willis couldn't in Moonlighting. Couldn't agree more. That was the ser- so like now that you have like y- you know uh, oh uh, Ryan Gosling in the movie with Steve Carell and um, who's the redhead? Oh 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 pretty- love uh love mm, something uh, crazy love, stupid hate. love crazy stupid love yes crazy stupid yeah, crazy great. stupid love great and um. <sighs> <laughs> Especially when you watch all those sitcoms, there's not that many. Yeah, great. That's not where they. Yeah, that's not where um, they live. But I always thought I was gonna marry a funny Jewish guy, and now I'm trying to think, but not like Jerry. Like, like you know, yeah, the guy like a Morty kind of thing. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm trying to like have somebody represent that, right? Uh, you know, we're just going to go. We're going to go the other way. We're just going to go with um, uh, 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 Ryan Reynolds. How about that? Great. Great, great, great. Okay. Because uh, I think I did marry. He's adopted and he refuses to get a genetic test to amuse and appease me. Uh-huh. Um, but I believe he is Jewish. He okay. tells me all the reasons why is very unlikely because of where and when he was born. And yeah. I'm like, you're Jewish. I just, love it. I am a, I am like a, a not quite half Jewish. And so yeah. I just I feel like I know. You feel it. You've got your. So but he's the one who's refusing to take the test. Like you're willing to yeah, find he's out just that like, he's he not doesn't Jewish care. at all. Yeah. He doesn't have this burning yeah. need to know. You're going to have to start things. collecting his, you're going to have to start wringing out his tongue in his sleep. Hopefully well, he won't wake up. Until don't think that I haven't later. tried. <laughs> um, he's very crafty. Oh, um, but yeah, he, he's like happy with who he is. And he's like, it doesn't change my life. Yeah. Oh, apparently he's, not. he's like, it doesn't change my life. And I'm like, well, but that's not the point. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's a, still a mystery. Okay. All right. Um, let's do three places in the world you'd love to have uh, another home. If we can just kind of teleport you there, Hawaii. Great. The teleporting is important. Yes. Because indeed. you know, the from travel. the East Coast, that's a trip. Mm-hmm. Probably Maui, but maybe Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being able to go to a lot of restaurants. Yep. Yep. And um, it's been many, 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 many years since I've been there. But I'm going to say somewhere around outside. Sydney, Australia. Great. Um, and uh, I've never been to this part, uh, but I think I would like it uh, a Malfi Coast, Italy. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I have been to Italy, but not there. But yeah, I'm sold. Same and same. And Stanley Tucci's new show. Um, I haven't new watched show. it yet, but he's so wonderful. It I just mean, doesn't. Stanley Tucci would have been a good one for that. Oh, that is a good one. <gasps> you can switch out if you let's want. Take away, let's take away Ryan Gosling Great. and put the tooch and that's the thing we all somehow collectively knew as a culture to call him the tooch no one right. i feel like that didn't start with any one person like we all just knew no, we had to call him the it's tooch. organic oh what a delight okay ground um, speaking of the tooch who has done many many films uh three movies that you can jump into you're not reliving the plot you're just in that world era yeah i already right. know the first love it and we can pick we can say it's Breakfast at Tiffany's. We could even say it's the old Dick Van Dyke show. Mm-hmm. I want that. You could even sort of say early Mad Men, but yes. before shit goes off the rails yes. in the 70s. Like 19, pre-Kennedy dead, 
very specifically, probably mid 1961 to 1962. Oh my God. Amazing, amazing. Very specific. Love mid century modern. NYC. Love the specificity of that war. Love it. All right. Uh, and then I'm look. I'm in. I'm, I'm in a movie. I mean, other. This is not gonna. Oh, I just thought of another good, nice Jewish guy. But um, now they're um, all coming out to play. Broadcast news. Yes. Oh, um. Yes. It's not that it's like it's that old DC with the nerds. But I, that Holly Hunter. There was a. There's a parallel universe where that kind of like crazy producer yes. where you get to do all the things oh, and there's I, so much yes. adrenaline yes like i i that totally I like makes that sense. yes it's um that kind of milieu of an office and then actually i've referenced this a few times so i feel like i should use it i'm gonna say dick van dyke show again it's in new york you think i grew up around there you'd think that i could find another place to live but this is a different setting this is i'm sitting around an office actually making I'm being the woman in the Dick Van Dyke show who was the writer and surely passed away in the last couple of years. Anyway, being funnier than all of those men. Yeah. Also, another version of that would be O'Toole and the Marklin Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah, My yeah. favorite year. That's my favorite year. Oh, yeah. what a great movie. What so I will movie. say one of those. Yes. Dick Van Dyke, my, we'll call it my favorite year just because we worked so hard to think of the name. No, that's great. You did that all the work on your own, but it's, uh, it's such a fantastic movie. Um, okay, great. Uh, second to last category. Let's do let's do three alternate careers. Let's, let's have oh, you try yeah. on three alternate careers. And it's just the high points. You don't have to worry about the garbage that comes with every career. Oh, no, no. We, we know that. Uh, um, I'm going to pretend that I'm making all of my money from comedy right now. Great. So we're going to put that over there. It yes. doesn't count because I'm already doing doesn't it. Count. Uh, I would love to be a Broadway singer. Great. I would be. Am I good enough? Probably not. Probably need to be a soprano. I don't care. I'm doing it. In this reality, um, you got it, girl. Um, Other uh, roles. Um. I would love to be an author, but I realize that most of my, we'll just say incredibly successful right. uh, nonfiction author. Okay. Okay. Successful. Um, like I figured it all out, guys. Great. Great. Here are the great, answers great, great. to everything. And then uh, you can, um, you know, traveling around telling people. Uh-huh. And then, I think you just um, described Malcolm Gladwell in his own opinion of himself. The, yeah, I, right. So, yes, whatever great. that is, <laughs> great. something like that. Yep, got it. And then I think I would have loved being, um, or at least parts of, whether it's actually on air or whether it's the producer, mm-hmm. some kind of journalism, that same broadcast news fascination. Yeah, yeah. great, 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 great. Okay, we'll perfect. call it journalism. Perfect, perfect. But broadcast journalism, who are we kidding? I'm not writing for the New York Times. It's, uh, that's not as exciting. I need the <laughs> adrenaline. Got to get that adrenaline. Uh, okay, and then final uh, segment, let's do... Ooh, let's do three... I mean, I'm going to stick with comedy. We've been talking comedy. Let's stick with comedy. Yep. Three comedians you'd love to open for or feature for. Like Living or Dead from any era. Living or Dead. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. He's making it harder, but Living mm-hmm. or Dead. There's so much to think about with this because you have, are you thinking about the crowd and what they expect? I'm like, yes, I'm like, I am that? absolutely thinking about. It. Yeah, like, that's who, smart. What comedian? How about what comedian? I would like. I like so much that I wish they would ask me to open for them. Right. But okay, I would. This is all right. I would open for Lewis Black because honestly, I feel yes. like uh, we 
vibe. Yes. Um, and uh, he's very busy, but modern, like Chris Rock. Yeah. Was yeah. just, I've seen him many times live before the career I have now. I was, a, I was, I did like booking agents. I started in the William Moore's mailroom after that's mm-hmm. how desperate I was to leave law. I went into the mailroom yeah. and did that. Whole I know thing. you weren't the and, only one though, man. I mean, there yeah. are, yeah. Oh that, yeah. That no, story no. is, it's almost a trope. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, I just saw him. I mean, he wasn't that he wasn't famous then, but it's just not like now. Right. And just amazing. And who would I in third and I'm leaving off so many people like I just I I, I, I feel like a responsibility I, can, <laughs> I, here. I really appreciate that like I feel like there's a lot of weight on it. this I, um, I put a lot of pressure and also stand up you see part of the problem is that you know I think women were largely drawn for a lot of really good reasons to improv and sketch for so mm-hmm. long they weren't Tech, you know, the women mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live were not stand-ups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick someone dead just because I would have loved to open for George Carlin. There you go. I was sort of hoping for that, right? That feels full, cir- full circle. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay. Give me a number between one and seven. Six. Great. All right. I'm going to do these very, very, very important, very scientific calculations. Um, yes, and uh, I would love for you to do some vamping. Tell people where they can find you and Oh, my stuff God. Like that. Please find me. Please. <laughs> I started comedy when I was 43 year old, 43 years old. I love that. Our stand up comedy. Um, and a lot of it. I. I used this 80. I did all these flip charts and let me tell you how popular it made me Ugh. to be a newbie middle-aged lady comic going into yeah. comedy shows with a flip chart. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Lee. Um, my Instagram is postman comedy lady ADHD tours, but is also monthly at caveat in New York city. Our next uh, show is actually tomorrow from when we're taping this. Um, but it's if you go to uh, my website, ADHDcomedy.com, you can find all of the Lady ADHD solo shows, which is kind of part TED Talk, part stand up and uh, also all my regular old stand up shows. So I'll be in Charleston, South Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina, Bristol, Tennessee, and maybe Wilmington, North Carolina in December, mid-December of uh, 2022. But mostly, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be sick of me. You will never miss anything I'm doing (laughs) or any thought that I have or anything Uh, I felt like saying out loud. You will get all of it on Instagram. Gorgeous. Uh, I have your results. I got to say, this is a pretty hot stuff. uh, I'm excited. A lot of lot of. A lot of good stuff here. Um, I am very pleased to tell you that. Uh, mm. Well, let me just start out with the fact that you have a mansion on the Amalfi Coast. If you that ever run amazing. out of money and you won't just need some, go ahead and sell that because you'll have right? millions and millions and millions oh, of that's dollars. Nice. Uh, and I hate to go nice. straight to you selling it, but I am just saying. I mean, no. A let's be practical on with the this Amalfi fantasy. Coast. Let's just know right. that. Uh, unlimited ice cream. Un. Limited ice cream. In fairness, I already sometimes uh-huh. live as though I do have unlimited ice cream. But yes, it's my it's my favorite. Never thing. a never a, a second thought at any time. Unlimited ice right. cream. Right. Beautiful. Uh, love also that you uh, wrote for Mary Tyler Moore. 
Oh, congratulations to me. I probably won Emmys. I'm, I'm sure, sure I won Emmys. I'm sure you won Emmys. I sure won Emmys. Uh, also have the ability. Well, you know what? This These sort of tie together in a sense. Because mm-hmm. you have this ability to be in New York City in uh, sure. n- between 1961 and 1962. You know, oh, you're just nice. getting yes, that nice. era, you know, getting right. it all over. Yeah, it's going to be great. Right. Um, Beautiful. Uh, not totally but- inappropriate, but also uh, you get to play... That doll from Guys and Dolls. That oh doll, my God! We can't remember. It's not Clementine. It's not Gertrude, but it's, it's somebody's that lament. Doll. You also, and this is crazy because you know I don't know that Lewis Black necessarily imagines ah. like his compatriot that he tours with also being in Guys ah. and Dolls. But you are a diverse person well, in terms of your a, skills and talents. He's, so he's. I'm sure he would be open to it. I, but I will say, while he would be wildly open to that, I think it would go fine. He would absolutely understand you being part of like broadcast journalism and having that like snappies. Like he would in be fact, like, I think oh, he would yes. be in favor. Like if that's yes. important right now. Yes. By the way, Adelaide's a lament. Adelaide. 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 Of course it's Adelaide. Okay, sorry. We found, we figured it out, and by we, I mean you. Um, so all of that and is by happening. By me, you mean Google. And by you, I mean Google. Um, that just leaves us with, and I did save this for last because I yes. am extremely excited and extremely envious based on my own crushes as a younger person. Uh-huh. You know you got David Addison from Moonlighting, oh everybody! Bruce Willis! Finally! From the Finally. Moonlighting era. I salute Oh, when they you, had my that friend. writer's strike, I was oh. devastated. They had just gotten together. Oh. I tip my hat to you. I am so in awe. Let me just come you can be come near over to both our of house you. And I just love it. I mean, that, I don't know. If, I can't tell you the last time I've been this excited about who someone ended up with in a romantic <laughs> type way in MASH. I feel like I won. I'm so glad. I feel like I won. Uh, Blair, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank and, you for uh, having me. And and everybody, check out everything Blair Postman and I have. Uh, this will come out um, like in just a little over a week. So the dates are fresh and they are meaningful because people will actually be able to take advantage of seeing you live in many of yes. those cases, if not I'm all. I'm usually them, so. in New York if I'm not somewhere else touring for comedy, um, but you know where to find me. Great. Great. And everybody else. Thank you, Janet. Next week. Thank you. Bye. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported